Hey there, this is Jeanine Ledford, your intercultural creativity keynote speaker, and this is the Diamond Mentor Moments on the Create and Grow Rich podcast, produced by Cafe Strategies, an industry leader and founder in intercultural creativity training. These are just short gems to help you grow in your intercultural creative thinking, which is now the number one skill needed in this global workforce. We hope you enjoy the lessons learned here and don't forget to look for the book coming out in spring of 2021, The Seven Gems of Intercultural Creativity, How to Connect, Create, and Innovate Across Cultural Lines. Now enjoy this gem. Hey, this is Janine here with your diamond mentor moment. Why are some people more creative than others living in the intersection of creativity? I want to talk about this topic because it is in perfect alignment with our framework, our curriculum, and the message that we are trying to send. I want to talk to you about the Medici approach. It's from a book that is by an author. His first name is Fran. And he looked at how some people are able to produce highly creative ideas and other people seem to get stuck. And if you look at this graph, it's really about what we talk about, the diversity and inclusion and having a great culture where creativity can flourish and how that affects innovation and the creative approach. He actually got some of this study from someone who looked at associations and he called them flat and steep associations. But the terminology he uses, I'm going to use going forward, we're going to look at people who have low barriers for associations and people who have high barriers for associations. What does that look like creatively and what does that look like interculturally? Basically, what the Medici approach says is that creativity lies at the intersection of fields, disciplines, and cultures. Let me say that again. Creativity lies at the intersection of fields, disciplines, and cultures. And when you think of intercultural creativity, that's basically the essence of what we talk about and what we train on. Basically, some people have an academy and ability to draw associations from multiple fields. And that is really what we want to grow. So I want to give an example of what that looks like to have high barriers or low barriers of associations. Let's say I walked into a fish shop or, you know, my husband and I I went to Japan and we visited the fish market. Now, if I see someone walk in and let's say she's a chef, if she looks at a codfish and she says, you know, I can make so many recipes with this, this type of recipe or that type of recipe. And that's the frame that she's entering because she is, she's a chef. So she's seeing fish and she's looking at it in that framework. If someone else walks in and let's say he is a fly fisher and he walks in and sees the same codfish, he can be thinking about different fishing trips or where that fish was caught and things along those lines. Now, let's say I walk in and I would deem myself to be a highly creative person. I'm teaching on this course. There's always room for growth. But let's say I I walk in and I see the same codfish and I could be thinking of recipes, meaning I don't know too many American recipes with codfish that I know, but my husband was born in Jamaica and the Jamaican cuisine, they have a lot of recipes, trust me, about codfish. 
And then I can think of my fishing trips and think about the time that I saw a codfish or something like that. And then I can think about a sermon that I heard where the pastor was talking about how codfish and other types of fish need to be in the same tank so they can be chasing one another. So on a long trip across the country, the fish arrive fresh because there was that type of fish in there with the other types of fish. So I could be thinking of all these other connections to the one concept of codfish. You would label me as someone who has low barriers of association. Someone who can think of a word and only think of a few associations, you would label them as someone who has high barriers of associations. For example, another one is the word table. Someone who has a high barrier of associations, they may say, okay, table, chair, wood, you know, and you just have a few words. And a lot of those words are common words, words that everyone would say. Someone who has low barriers of association would say table, chairs, wood. They would say probably the common words, but they might say, um, you know, family, community. They might say 3D. They might say tree. They might say ideas because maybe they're looking at the word from multiple perspectives. So a table could be an actual physical table, but it can also be a concept like, let me table that. And so they're able to jump around in their perspectives around the word. They're able to go broader into different fields, different dimensions around that one word. That's an example of someone who has low barriers of association. And so when you're building your teams and when you're building yourself and your own creative thinking, you want to be mindful of that. Now, the reason why we have barriers is because of this. Your brain, right? Of course, I have an example of a brain. For those of you who can't see me, you're just listening. I'm an elementary school teacher by trade, so I always bring in the actual item if I can. But your brain is actually trying to save energy. Your brain is trying to be efficient. And that's why you deal with your brain is looking to find order. Your brain is looking to, to group concepts together and to maintain structure in the environment in which it is in. That is your job's brain to, to really conserve and use energy efficiently as possible. So if it can group concepts together, it will do that. And that's where the intercultural training comes in. And that's where biases come in and unconscious beliefs come in and stereotypes come in because your brain is automatically grouping these together. So be very mindful of that because sometimes that can raise your barriers of association and you are not able to really get some broad concepts and to connect the unconnected because your brain built all, all these barriers because it's just trying to run efficiently. So we have to be intentional about breaking some of these barriers down so we can have that cognitive flexibility that we need going forward in this time of innovation, creation, problem solving, and things along those lines. So when you think about these barriers of the associations, you can have two people or two teams who have, let's say, high barriers over here or low barriers over there and interact with the same opportunity or problem completely differently because they have different levels of barriers. And so I want you to be mindful of that. The way this ties into the intercultural development program that we do at Cafe Intercreative Strategies is we look at what your intercultural development orientation is. Don't forget, I talked about this in a previous 
session where you there's five mindsets or five orientations that the intercultural development inventory can show you where you're on the continuum. And if you're looking at the earlier monocultural mindsets, you know, your denial orientation, polarization orientation, those mindsets are more likely to have higher barriers of association due to low levels of exposure, due to a lot of unconscious held beliefs. And when you look at what creative thinking needs, it needs to be able to connect the unconnected and to be exposed to multiple fields and disciplines and people and cultures and experiences. So that's why intercultural development training is key to really, number one, because it's the right thing to do, to really be able to connect with people and work well with people, but also to really be able to create internally, but also create with other people. You're able to make those connections. So at Cafe Intercreative Strategies, we do that inventory. We do that assessment for people so they can see where they are on the continuum. That is the Medici approach, just a part of it. I believe he talks a lot about other areas, but the association aspect of the Medici approach, how your diversity, inclusion, your experiences, your connections matter for your innovation, your creativity, and your strategy. Creativity lies at the intersection of fields, disciplines, and cultures. So intercultural creativity is key. Please feel free to check back for the book, which hopefully will be coming out in the spring of 2021, The Seven Gems of Intercultural Creativity, How to Connect, Create, Innovate Across Cultural Lines. And today I am also happy to announce that it is the campaign launch of Sean the Creative Kid Letford's campaign for his first book called I Am Creative. Sean is my son and he is also two years old. His birthday is next month and he is trying to raise funds for an illustrator to help him illustrate his first book called I Am Creative. And this book is about how it looks like to have a childlike creativity to really be able to connect. He's a great connector. He's like, oh, that looks like the card. Oh, that looks like this. He's a great connector and children are automatically great connectors of what they've been exposed to. So he'll be going through the 16 diamond tools of creative thinking and show how they show up throughout his day. This is a great book for kids. It's a great book for parents. In the back, they'll have an explanation about how each creative skill is important for your kids and important for you as an adult. And you can go just check out his GoFundMe. It's in the link or you can just uh, find me online and I'll be sharing about it all today. If you support him at a certain level, you can have your own name in the book. And if you support him at a certain level, you can have your illustration with him in the book being creative. So I hope this will be a New York Times bestselling book. You see it there on the picture. It's not out yet. So of course it's not. But that's how the Let for to Dream. That's one of our keys of being big goal setters and big creative thinkers as we create what we want to actually happen. So Sean and I want this to be a New York Times bestseller. So of course we make the visual, we put it on our vision board and we do our best and go from there. So I hope you enjoyed this diamond mentor moment. Work on your associations, break down those barriers, get out there, have experiences, meet people, learn, question, be curious, and then practice 
try to find a word and see if you can find associations with that word. The brain can become more creative. It's a skill, which means it can be developed, but you have to put in the work. Thank you so much for listening. Go check out cafestrategies.com for our trainings, our keynote speakers. We have amazing speakers on the site and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Sandra Creative Kid, and I hear help America be more creative. I want to write a book to help America be more creative. But I'm only two years old, and my drawing needs some help. Will you help me hire an illustrator for my birthday? My birthday is February 7th, and I will love an illustrator for my birthday. If you can help me, I'll put your name in my book, or even your picture. Thank you for helping me help America be more creative. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon.